Here's part two to the first part from Monday. Hope you enjoy. Remember, the new season of Cozy One Podcast starts on August 15th. And we're now we have to put the responsibility on our own children. Because like you said, if we don't talk to them and tell them, all the, you know, be mindful of this. Have your social, have your uh, gestures of, of when something's not right. Know the difference between this part of your body and that part of your body, so that you can take full power and control over a situation, so someone doesn't take advantage of you. And you could be yeah. very loud and clear about what is it that's happened. We're having to do that same thing all over again. So in the Britney Griner situation, it's almost like you have to tell yourself, okay, now I'm having a conversation with my kids about drugs and going to other countries. Don't even, yeah. First of all, research before you go because no matter what happens they're going to criminalize your blackness if they can yeah and make an example out of you i tell let me tell you something i tell my kids when we walk into a store before we go into the store do not bring up this topic do not take your chapstick into the store do not go into your pockets while we're in the store. Yes. I don't think there's any other ethnicity having this pep talk before their kids go into a store. No. No, nope. I shouldn't have to, but I do. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have to um, tell my kid um, when you go on the school bus try to sit closer to the front or the middle don't sit in the back and if you see kids being loud or doing something they shouldn't do try to get up and remove yourself because even though if you're not you're going to be grouped with the ones that are yeah they won't take the time they don't have the patience to take the time yeah and it's just like you know um we have to have these conversations even when it comes to like how they um how they keep friends who are reliable um you know that's the standard that they need to have how they um have ambition do they know what ambition is how they have confidence how do how what are some ways where they can respect themselves how do they check their own insecurities if you treat yourself like this you're going to make people who think they're going to be able to treat you less than how you treat yourself uncomfortable to where they you won't be around people that want to treat you less because you treat yourself in a way where they feel like oh I'm not ready to go over there or I'm not prepared to do this with that person because I like I can't hang you know what I'm saying me personally if I'm not a billionaire, I'm not going to say, you know, just because a billionaire invited me to go on a yacht with a whole yacht full of billion billionaires, I'm going to go on that yacht and be comfortable. I'm not going to be comfortable. Yeah. And if you notice or overheard people who are millionaires who have um, investments in things you can fathom, they talk about the simplest shit in regular conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's never about money. That's not how they stroke each other. You know what I'm saying? And right. they they're they are they're in discussions to talk about the simplicities of life in order to motivate each other. And and that's how I try to, you know, like 
guide my kids like be mm-hmm. around kids that motivate you to do something different be yes. around kids that think different uh be comfortable to have a friend that thinks completely different from you yeah. but as far as like standards and how they treat people they're a nice person yes if your shoe was untied in the hallway they're not gonna watch them fall on their face they'll be like hey your shoes is untied or there's a paper on your butt or um your zipper is unzipped yeah like be have a friend that will use the bathroom with you and you walk in front of that friend and they'll check you if your skirt is is twisted or something like the, those are the type of character key, clues i want my kids to look for yes and and get and to your point like it's it's about that low hang, that low hanging fruit like the low hanging fruit has been like it's everybody's been picking up shit up right off, off the floor we don't wanna, we don't even want to say you know let me reach a little bit more just a little bit more and yeah. that's the thing that I that I think that bothers me about having to live in this lifetime with other people. <laughs> I'm like, when am I gonna go back? Am I can I go? Is it my time yet? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that I'm trying to leave the world right now. But as a kid, I was so depressed because the world that I was living in was just like, why am I here? Like, why, first of all, why do I have my friend wanting to hold me out? What is that about? Okay. Yeah. What, why is that a thing? Why is that, a, and it's, that was just my generation. That was like me, you know, growing up in the early 2000s, being in high school and having friends that their, 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 their ceiling was about which dude they could have sex with. That was the ceiling. Yeah, just and like I, that girl, that girl that went to the hotel room with her friends and ended up in a freezer dead. Yeah, right. That is the low hanging fruit because you're trying to replicate this unrealistic lifestyle like you said people's concept of what they think rich people or celebrities are doing they have people that die in their families they have uh health issues like anybody else they yeah. struggle to get work sometimes now and i say struggle i mean like if you're an actor sure your big film may have been two three four years ago but now you have to be hopefully be uh, attractive enough and I'm not just meaning like physically or what you look like but just bringing something to the table where somebody might want you again so that's the struggle for you as an artist to get to that job and like you said people are not looking at the reality of what are people really talking about what really does matter to people so when you have these kids who feel like oh well the videos teach me what's valuable shake that ass shake that a a a a a what no Shaking that ass is not going to get you the job unless the job that you're trying to go for is a job where you're required to shake your ass. And that's yeah. fine if that's the job that you want to go for, because I'm not judging that. I feel like if that is your way and for you to grow and learn and be the person that you're supposed to end up being, by all means, go for it and do, do that. But it should be the minimum, meaning that not everybody's like, ah, I'm going to be shaking my ass, get my money this way. No, there's only a few people that should be doing that. Yeah. Fortunate for them, they're, they're they're in an unfortunate situation where that just happens to be their path. But everybody does not have to follow that. And I am to the point now where I see I'm so like turned off by some of these female celebrities. I was going today as we drive, we're driving back from Georgia. I have to go pick up the kids from Georgia, mm-hmm. and I'm listening to Aaliyah and Brandy and everything that was in the early 2000s. And I was looking at their album covers, and I'm like. Uh, you know, when you really think back on it, nakedness was not a big thing. There was a few. Lil' Kim was the naked one. 
That's what we all knew. That was the one yeah. exception. Foxy Brown. Yes. And Foxy yeah. was not even, she was, she, she got a little more naked, but it wasn't mm-hmm. to that degree. But we always knew it was either Lil' Kim or Foxy Brown. There was those two. And there was a whole bunch of other women who just did not. And we were all good with that. You know why? Because those women were not searching for the low hanging fruit. They were reaching for something else, which was a, which was themselves to be themselves. They weren't trying to be, it Kim was, was being, it was Kim was. A, uh, it was more of a stunt to be different. That's why yeah. I be back then sounded different now it's like oh my gosh oh yeah that's the weird dressing person and if you don't look like this if you ain't cookie cutter like this your album is not gonna sell no um label is gonna promote you your marketing is not gonna be this we see it like there's people think like there's no there's not a lot of women rappers. There's so many women rappers oh, right now. Many. There's so many R&B singers that are women right now. But because they refuse to do the cookie cutter B- BBL, and yep. they refuse to do you know the long booty weave, and they want to wear their natural hair, nobody wants to push that. Nope. And so until I- you get enough people saying, I'm not going to conform to this look that everybody else is doing i don't want to wear all nude from head to toe and i don't want to you know get tattoos all over my face yeah well that's the you thing people, people should realize this is one thing i think people need to realize our they're back in like the 1910s 1920s 1930s there was a scene for what you would consider obs- uh, uh, obscenity or you know, come on, Uncle Luke. like they they knew that there was places to go to, bars to go to, where you can go yeah. and and there was you know who she was, and she came up in the room and she made the men feel good about the fact that they was living there in the town when people were getting lynched and all that other stuff. They had a place. Adults had a place for adults. Yeah, there's always some freakiness situation. Freak Nick to nineteen ten. 1920s, 1930s, those always, that was always happening. The difference is, is that parents understood that their children had to be children. And that's not to say that there wasn't like, you know, child, you know, some kind of sexual abuse. It happens. People have their stories of, you know, being raped and things. This is what I'm saying is the minimum. It's a minimal. It's mm-hmm. not, and that's just, just, just normal in the society. Now, normal taboo. We know it's happening, mm-hmm. but we're not going to, we're going to act like it's not happening. So when mm-hmm. people... Like this is something that's brand new. It's not brand new. There, there was always standards for children and standards for adults. So I'm not trying to say like, don't give me the adult shit. Listen, I will be. I there's nights when I'm like, I can't go to sleep, but I might need to go to, and I'm to Google a little. I need to go ahead and put my, my sexually <laughs> terms in here to find the things that I need as an adult. Okay, and I'm ashamed of that. And that's just what it is. Adults should have a place for adults, without a doubt. But we do not need to share those spaces with children. And the fact that we have to say that in 2022 says a lot about what you were talking about, which is capitalizing off of, what I would call at this point, Black trauma. When you're seeing Mm -hmm. women overly sexualized, women who are, you know, I could listen to your song and I don't have to see your vagina print. I don't, it's not going to help me listen to the song better. The fact that they sell devices so you can see someone's vagina print or, you know, the way, um, what's his face? The way Nicki Minaj's um, ex-boyfriend purposely does posts so you can see his 
his wang section. I'm just like, it doesn't, it's not about money. It's not about how famous you are. If you insecure, you're insecure. And when you speak to your kids about like body appropriateness, I'm not saying there's something wrong with your body, why you can't wear this. I'm saying, would you like to be acknowledged because of your boobs and your butt and your lips when people see you first? Or would you like to be acknowledged because you are who you are, face first, knowledge first? A A lot of my friends who have size S boobs and a big butt, they are sometimes embarrassed and insecure by it because when people greet them, they automatically know why they're greeting them. When pe- when people talk to them face-to-face, they automatically know why you're looking at me here, why you don't keep your eye contact here, why you're you know taking a picture or greeting me with your hand in the small of my back. And I think it's a, a, a conversation parents have to have with their boys and their girls on body appropriateness for a police officer, a yes. teacher, a preacher. Where can someone touch you um, that is inappropriate? Was it sexual harassment? What is sexual harassment? Your kids should know what real body parts are and um, what body parts that are not private but are still inappropriate to be touched by a person. Um, They should also know what is safe touching versus what is unsafe touching. Mm -hmm. Know what the signs of sexual abuse are in kids. And you should be teaching your kids what are the signs of sexual abuse in their friends. Yes. Like, what what did your friend used to do that now they, they get really jumpy and agitated when you bring up certain things? Or why don't they want to go over this person's house anymore? Or why haven't you ever seen this person's parents? Or have you ever seen them walk into this house that they say that is their house at the end of the street? Or um, when their friends come to your house, you know? There's no locked doors in my mom's house, you know? Okay, just let you know right. before you go in. <laughs> then, you know, you just can't walk in the kitchen and go in her fridge. You know, if you need something, let me know if you need something. Um, the bathroom is here just in case you need to go to the bathroom, okay? I'm the type of parent where I can't wait for my child to feel like, oh, you want a phone? Okay, cool. Pay for it, okay? Pay for it, the monthly bill. And I'm still going in it as long as you need my help. As long as there's Wi-Fi on it, I'm going in it, okay? And I'm not going to tell you when I'm going in it. If I walk upstairs and I got a popsicle in one hand and I walk into your room and you listening to music or doing your homework, don't flinch when I pick up your phone. Right. Let me, listen. Listen, okay? That, that, seeing <laughs> that, puts me on such edge and, I, and there's a part of me that's just like I just want to trust that maybe it's something that you know that I'll because I, when I'm around my kids I'm not gonna lie like I, you know as you get older we do make fun of the things the younger generations do or watch yeah. like I can't stand that these kids watch other people play YouTube game like on YouTube yeah. play a video game I cannot take it I'm just like but you have the video game and you can play it yourself yeah. and you could 
just spend the time doing that because I spent like $500 on this thing. So can you just play the video game? Like, yeah. so I know I give my kids a hard time. So they're always going to be like, oh, mom is going to say something about this. I don't want to hear her mouth about it. So a part of me is like, well, I just want to believe that that's why you're like switching because you don't want me to just ridicule you. But there's the other part of it that's, that's like, but I was a kid too. And I was curious as I don't know what. And so I really do pay attention to what I hear them talking about. And I'm always listening to, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I cue them too. I'm like, you know, do y'all think certain things are like attractive? Do you, if you saw a woman like that, would you, what would you say about that? And they my son, you know, they'll just be like, mm, I don't know, that, that, that's, that's not right. And then I have to tell them like, okay, well, let's talk about that. You're not thinking that something's not right. You can, you can feel that way, but also you don't necessarily have to be disrespectful to people that you feel that way about. Yes. Right, you don't have to yeah. tell them to a friend like, "Ew, oh, you know, you need to go back in the house, put some clothes on." You don't have to do all that, but you can you can do different things. Like I remember, I used to have a friend of mine who was very disrespectful towards women all the time. It was always like, "Women need to be barefoot in the kitchen," and this. And I would always correct him and be like, "What? Who? What? First of all, when I'm thinking about what you're saying, and I'm thinking about how you're living, the song a scrub is a guy who thinks he's fly, but is all." <laughs> comes to mind and i had to stop myself from saying this to you because i know it's gonna hurt your ego but that's what you're giving right now so i had to tell him at the moment i was like listen you know what while you're out here judging all these women and this woman is a look like a hoe and this is that but you out here with some of the hoes like i can't you can't keep calling people hoes but you being a hoe with him if that's what you're doing here yeah. so i told him i was like you know what why don't you if you if you're in front of a woman who you can see is ha certainly have maybe has some daddy issues or has some low self-esteem or she scream out for attention so she's portraying she's carrying herself or presenting herself in a certain kind of way instead of you taking advantage of that you could actually have a conversation with her and actually try to uplift her and tell her how beautiful she is by after you have the conversation with her about other shit like not okay. about you know, you know what, what you drink in the night, what you looking to get into tonight, what you put all this other stuff. Just try to connect with that person, and then try to give her something else that maybe you already judging her, saying her daddy didn't give her. So be that guy, just be that guy for a moment. You don't never have to see her again, but you could make a, a difference in her life for her to at least see herself better than the way that she came that night, so that she is walking away from and saying, okay, you know what. I, I'm more valuable than I than the, what I thought of myself when I got here. I'm not saying it will change her whole life, but you can have some kind of influence and some kind of um, inspire in some kind of way by looking at things a little bit differently. Here you are trying to call these women out, all their names, all this other stuff, but you won't do nothing to make it better. All right. But then yeah. but keep the cycle going. Yeah, you have to balance it out. And um, there's so many ways where you can be transparent with your kids and keep up with whatever they're into. But that doesn't mean you have to be at the party. That doesn't mean that you have to um, pull up a chair and sit with them at their computer while they're on YouTube every time. But it does mean that like you should be a guide, you know, just because, you know, my friends may send me a video that I'm laughing at with my Bluetooth on and my kids don't know what I'm laughing at, doesn't mean I'm going to send them the video that I'm laughing at. Right, or right. if I'm listening to a podcast while I'm doing a puzzle with them with my Bluetooth 
headphones on and I laugh out loud and Anya's like, why are you laughing? I'm just like, because I'm listening to a podcast. They said something funny. What did they say? You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Pass me that puzzle. And I'd be like, pass me that puzzle piece right there because it's none of your business. <laughs> right. There's a reason why I'm listening to this podcast with headphones on versus listening to on speaker. And that's a parent's responsibility. And parents are also responsible for who they have their children around. So even though you may not shake your butt in front of your kids or you may not be the one walking around the house in basketball shorts and no draws and your child can see something swinging from thigh to thigh in somebody else's shorts. I like, you know, what's appropriate. You know, what's not appropriate. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm this type of person where I do have older nephews that are in their twenties and I would, I do like to be in my house brawless in a t-shirt and boxer briefs, but Out of out of out of respect, I hear my nephew's car coming down the street. I know he's gonna come in here on his lunch. Let me go put a bra on. Let me go put some sh- pants on or something. Not because I feel like he's sexually looking at me, just because I don't want to have my body parts jiggling a little bit too hard in front of my nephew's face. Mm. It's a responsibility thing. It's not that. I'm saying something inappropriate is going to go on. There's just, right. unlike the law in America, I like to be preventative. Preventative yes. anything possibly happening, anything yes. take, being taken a different way. Even today, I was talking to the girls about, um, Arya brought up something. She was like, mom, I'm scared about saying certain stuff. I said, like what? She was like, like, when I say beach, it sounds like a cuss word. Kids are so smart. <laughs> so I was like, ah. well, well, beach does sound like a cuss word, but it's not a cuss word. She said, I know, but I just don't want to say it because it sounds like something <laughs> bad. I said, well, just make sure you're not in the classroom talking about, well, look at this beach right here. <laughs> because these beaches get on my nerves. Like, you being smart. These beach you know? right here. Right. <laughs> I said beach. I said beach. <laughs> I said beach. But kids, kids know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 
even when kids ask you, Mom, can fireworks start a fire in somebody's house if they set it off? You already know that it can. Yeah, I saw it on YouTube. So why are you asking me? And right. so, when people, so when people be like, you know, there's no such thing as a stupid question, I fight that every time. There is such a thing. There is. I, I work with people that ask me stupid questions every day. If I tell you, allow up to 48 hours for the payment to process, and you tell me so it should be processed tomorrow, no ho, tomorrow will be less than 24 hours. Wait give it at least 48 hours like people right. people have been misled numerous times by so many people and as a parent i'm always going to tell you the truth and i tell my kids yesterday i was like yo i don't care how old i get and i don't care if i'm your mom if i ask you to tell me the truth about something about myself or what something looks like or if I should do something, do me a favor. And they were both eating. It was like, what? I said, when when y'all get older and I get older, don't worry about my feelings and don't worry about if I'm going to be mad at you. Tell me the truth when I ask for the truth. Do you know how yes. much that's going to help them in life? Yes, yes. And so all of this, you know, well, I know you think that, and I know they did this, but you should say it like this because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. A lot of people are out here being the worst people in life because so many people were scared of hurting their feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you say that, like, again? That's that's where we are. That's, that's, that's pretty much what we're seeing. <laughs> pretty much. Like how do you how do you how do you sit as a parent knowing your kid did not do the work did not uh participate properly and did not do the project um at the points that we're supposed to be focused on and at the award ceremony said i don't think it's right that um <laughs> my child did not get an award for showing up do you know how many grown people show up to a workplace and don't do no work? It, let me tell you, if I go to another, first of all, you could tell, no, this is such an easy answer because I know I'm not the only person experiencing this in America these days. If I go to an, and I don't even like eating fast food, but if I have to, I right. definitely will. But anytime I go to eat to, at a fast food place, how is it you're giving me food, but there's no napkins? How are you giving me a whole plate of food, but no fork? How is yeah. it that I drink without a straw? How is it that you're rushing me to make an order? And then when I get the order, I have almost nothing. So I'm going to eat these biscuits without any kind of jam. People are not, they don't care. People are just like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was because of COVID or what, but there is a trend of people being unwilling to do, to have any kind of integrity in their work. Sure, you, but well, I'm just a fast food worker. Excuse me, but you get paid to do what you're doing. You can at least do it accordingly. You know what makes and, you mad? Yeah. What? When I pay for something in cash. <laughs> and people ring me up put my shit in the bag and I pay for it in cash and they give me my change 
And they so mad that I'm trying to put my shit in my wallet in person go, bitch, this is part of the transaction. You go for me to get my stuff where it needs to go and walk off from the counter. Stop rushing me. It's, 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 I don't know. I, I, it just, it, to me, the reason why this is coming up in this conversation, because it goes to just show that lack of inconsideration that people yes. have for people. It's just an inconsideration. And, you know, we all want a better world. We just, we want our kids to have something better than we have, but we can't ignore that there are people, things that are happening. We can't ignore that people feel a certain kind of way. We can't ignore that people are not going to understand what we think they should understand just because we say it. Like, no, we have to talk this through. We need to, you need to understand why I have a problem with the fact that you're naked in front of me. If you want to have, now, if you came by here, it's my business now. Okay. If you posted it on and I saw on some kind of feed, some open feed where it's not, it's going through the algorithm and there's no way now for us to kind of to stop that from happening. You have to be more responsible. And sometimes when I see certain posts, I'm, I'm like on the verge. I'm like, should I report this? Am I doing too much? Am I like, am I, am I being too much of a police officer in this situation? Like I have to check myself, but I know that it's the right thing to do. Because my alarms are going off. We talked about earlier, the little verbal, the more, the, more, the little gesture that we have for ourselves. Like my alarm system going off. Like this is not okay. We have to have, or at least in our generation, since we are such a big part of social media, we have to have some kind of influence in trying to have a standard when it comes down to how our children are portrayed and how adults are interacting with children and how adults are setting standards or expectations for ch children. And it's, it's to the point to what you were talking about earlier about the school situation, right? Our children don't have, we don't have a, that much of a say in what kind of uh, education, sexual education our children are getting. Now, I'm not against all of it, but I do mm -hmm. feel like if we're gonna have that, con if you're gonna have that conversation with my children about uh, pronouns, and um you know children being okay with, with uh well, talking about what they feel like their sexual orientation should be or gender roles and all this other stuff please let us have a meeting as parents and if you can't do that because you're scared somebody's gonna bring some smoke and some fire that you're not ready for then do not present that to the children when i tell you i'm gonna be so upset if my child tells me they didn't get on the bus because they had detention for not addressing a classmate classmate as they. Mm. Mm. Like there has to be a limit. It's kind of like your children going to school and engaging with other children and your child being reprimanded because they didn't address their classmate as Mrs. Williams. But they're not an adult yet. Yeah. And I feel like that type of addressing and um, and uh, expectation to be put on children today in a classroom where they should be focused on learning is like a little bit far-fetched. Like, y'all still haven't addressed this old-ass, dusty-ass curriculum that is not working for children, but you have the nerve to say, 
we must have um, this discussion or we must be able to talk about this. This is most important to your children. I, I like, let me, let me tell you, I tell my kids every week, I, I do not use long division to pay any of these bills in this house. <laughs> okay, so please, when you get to a point of doing long division in class and you get frustrated, remember, <laughs> oh, y'all got to fifth grade to do this with me. <laughs> y'all got fifth and sixth grade to get up my nerves with this shit right here. <laughs> right. It's not used. I said I don't use algebra to figure out if I'm gonna do a payment arrangement on the gas bill or electric. I don't. Exactly. Exactly. I don't. Because X is always me. I am always the person to pay. <laughs> no matter exactly. how you do this equation, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like if you leave your lunchbox at school, teach your kid like don't be dramatic. Don't don't be crying and scared to get on the school bus because you don't want to tell me that you left your lunchbox at school. I'm just going to give you a Walmart bag to take your lunch to, to school tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be a little embarrassed mm-hmm. for a little bit. But it's all of those things where like kids are hysterical about simple things because nobody prepared them for the simple things. Yeah. Kids kids um allow people to treat them a certain way because nobody had a conversation about how they should be treated. Yeah. It's it's a listen, it's a it's this is a rough we're in a time right now where people like acceptance no matter the cost of anything. The integrity people will will bash a celebrity, bash a politician bash this person bash the pastor bash this person bash it but we'll be doing the exact <laughs> wait, wait wait he rules these passes is out of pocket these days <laughs> they are they are they are they are they're, no, let me tell you i saw okay let me I'm, let me give you something real quick on that situation i was watching this clip <laughs> of it was like the worst pastors or something or something and this is in africa and so these pastors the things they were doing one pastor saw it fit to kiss a woman in her mouth to release the spirit from her and there was a there was at least three other people in the room standing aside and their faces you could tell they're uncomfortable you don't have to be uncomfortable you're an adult you can say yes stop this shit right now okay <laughs> the, another one was telling the women to come and take their underwears off and patting their vaginas in the church amongst other uncomfortable people who nobody said stop. Another one was like, girl, take off all your clothes. Let me bathe you. Let me baptize you. What is, listen now. And I said, okay, either these women have been already susceptible to some kind of abuse, so they don't know to say like, this is not okay. Or they're just so that uh, uh, absent-minded of what uh, uh, uncomfortable um, being uncomfortable or inappropriate is. I, I couldn't make my I couldn't my mind couldn't wrap myself. Or I was just, I was so confused. Like what is this happening here? Where are where's the association of all pastors coming out to say excuse me, shut it down, don't you post no shit like that anywhere? And where's the police? Like this is what's happening in the world. So we. Like you said, we have to be courageous, brave, 
fearless in talking to our children and knowing that it don't matter what that person says to you in school. Oh, you're a phobia. You, oh, you're, you're a hater. I'll be a hater all day and have, and be okay. Okay. I don't need to follow like, you. Everything um, you need to do. You're doing, you're trying to do. All the videos and pictures of presidents being on stage, kissing little girls in the face or touching them on their body inappropriately and nobody addressing it. Nobody is saying anything. Um, when Catholic people take their child to be christened and they're just allowing whatever they call that person, I'm not Catholic, to slap their babies or handle them aggressively. I've seen some where the parents try to take the baby and they won't let go of their baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if I came out of you, if you helped create me, if you changed my diaper, if you are my supervisor, if you are mm. anybody. Mm. You, if I'm not going to stand there and allow you to mistreat my child in any way. I'm not going to overhear it. I'm not going to stand by with my hands free and allow it or my legs. I'm not. And if and you I'm say not. something, but if you say something as a parent, as you're watching someone else, like you, if you see another child going through something that you know you're, you yourself would step in and not allow your, your own child to go through, parents, I think, have to be able to see that as a partnership, as a village. You're looking out for me. I don't understand but it. some ignorant parents today don't. Some ignorant parents yeah. take it as, who are you to do anything to my child? Where you came from? Who called you over here? The same thing that makes a lot of men reluctant to help women who are fighting with their romantic partner in the middle of the street. Sometimes it's the same reluctancy some parents have with other parents of children because they don't want to be the problem where they're trying to be the help. Yeah. And it's sad it is. that you have to second guess helping a child getting beat up by a few other kids in the community. Mm. It's sad that you have to be the wrong one from speaking to some kids on a playground that was either talking inappropriately and now their mom or their dad came down and was like, wow, I don't want you saying X, Y, and Z to my kid. Don't talk to my kid any other way. The next time you talk to my kid, uh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. All you really wanted to do was take your kid to the park. But because you feel like you're being a responsible parent, now you're looked at as a villain. Yep. 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 Some people make it hard to be a um to create a community. And some people hate you for trying to build a community and do what you deem to be the right thing. Some people hate you from cre for creating another option for your children to be safe to be children. A lot of people are in love with the struggle as they raise their kids. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's a lot. And, and I, I, a part of me believes that the reason why this happens is because of the taboo of talking about sex in church communities yes. is they don't know how to talk about, like, it's so weird to me that America is so like prudish, but also as, as, as we know, like is, has the most customers who are purchasing child pornography. And I don't even call it child pornography. I'll just call it child sexual abuse that's being taped. Cause I don't yeah. even see porn. It's not. But, but yeah. earlier this year, there was a whole list of judges um yes in florida politics all buying um child porn um having sex acts with kids uh buying and purchasing orphans um i forgot what state that was where over 900 something foster kids went missing no they were sold stop oh my god stop it how do you lose over 900 foster children? And, and I think America needs to stop acting like this is not happening and this doesn't exist. The fact that they gave what's her face prison time and she had a list of people who uh, endured sexual acts with young children on that island with Epstein and oh, right. nobody yeah. on that list was arrested or taken into question. To this day, I mean, Bill Clinton is still. I mean, I this this is a this is it's it's going to take for someone of that type of um, stature to be arrested and charged and convicted before we actually start on a local, regular people level start turning people in that unfortunately yes we call our relatives or friends of family members or whatever because there are plenty of people that have stories of abusing sexually abusing somebody that are still walking around free and we, there's no example of someone who has affluence who is does have a, a certain type of stature who's not being made an example of the law says this and it should be applied bill clinton he needs to be investigated uh, Trump, he should be investigated. They were all on the island together, and that island only existed for sexualizing young girls to make them basically prostitutes. They weren't even well. I think yeah, they were being paid. Some of them were they were being given favors, and basically they they gave them kids. It was like giving little kids candy, but they gave them you know teen, tweens clothes and shoes and stuff like that to desperate needy. So when you say needy kids or kids who feel abandoned or detached or maybe not loved by their parents or whatever these reasons were, they took advantage of that. And they have yet to arrest these people. To me, we don't, as a society, we don't have to feel uncomfortable like if they arrest them, but what if I make a mistake? Are you gonna make the mistake of molesting a child? Is that your, are you afraid of that? Well, that that's mistake? the issue right there is, one, most people don't know the difference between a mistake and a habit. Mm. Two, we are if you are in your if you are under 40 we are part part of the generation that decided to deal with our shit to go to therapy yes a lot of our parents are still with the mindset i don't need to talk to nobody don't nobody need to know about my business and then their parents were like absolutely not 
we keep that in the family that ain't nobody business that ain't happened to you deny 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 <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. and i am i am a person where i'm just like what happened to me how i um was raised as a child would not be how i raised my children yes i'm going to be very blunt outspoken and ready to have a discussion yes ready to talk about it yes. i already went to therapy what's yes. up yes okay if i'm talking and you have an emergency just say excuse me i'm focused what's up yes. and if that's you hear I think that... like mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's super important like if your child hears something that you're saying to another adult and that was their experience, but they didn't know how to put it into words, but you said it perfectly. Allow them to be like, yes, that happened to me. And if you didn't know, have that conversation. Yeah. Well, I think now it comes, becomes a question of, you know, what does it mean to be a warrior mom? And for me, I don't have to have somebody else's permission to have a standard for myself or for my children. I don't right. care to have somebody else's permission. I don't, it doesn't, I, why? What I do care about, though, is knowing that there are other parents who have that same the same level of standards that I have. They're not judgmental, but they're very much aware that their children hold value in the society and that their children's ideas, opinions, perspectives matter. And hopefully we have children that we're raising that are open to having a conversation truthfully, honestly, that might sound a kind of way from somebody else who's not who's listening who does not care to actually really get the full picture or understand the full story or even have a, a understanding of people that are not necessarily in their echo chambers and so for me me being a warrior mom is not specifically getting up every single day to have a conversation with my children about well what do you think your sexual orientation is my children are going to come to me and have that conversation about what that is if my children feel comfortable with someone uh, maybe sexualizing them in any kind of way, I've already, we've already, I've already equipped them with the tools to talk about how they should be talking about themselves and how they should be talking about talking to others about themselves. I've already done that. And I've done that for, like you just said, because I had an experience where I didn't have those options. I was mm -hmm. sexualized by other people. I was sexualized by my elementary peers. I was sexualized by my middle school peers. I was sexualized by my high school peers. I was sexualized at work. You know what I mean? Girl, so, especially yeah. with, with us coming from a Caribbean culture, aunties sexualize girls at a, lot, a young yes. age. Yes. Where they walk, or they may walk around the house topless or with no underwear on and tap your butt or lift your titties or tap it and be like look at look at your boobs well look how broad your back is well look at your thighs how big they are and they just start pointing out things about you whether or not you're comfortable with it as a little girl yeah happens all the time and a lot of times when it comes to Caribbean um, cultures of women, a lot of times when they say, when they don't see you in a long time, they're like, oh my God, look how fat you got. Mm. Or, ew, look how skinny you are. Come let me feed you. Come let me feed you. They make you feel wrong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
for your appearance. And I think because they don't know how to properly um, address like, oh my gosh, look how um, different you look. Oh, I like this or I missed you. It's more so let me pick out what I like or what I don't like about you. Or if, you know, you FaceTime them, let me point out what I don't like about you. Why are you wearing that? Why you have your hair like that is, instead of saying, oh, your hair is different? Mm-hmm. Do I want to allow my child to ask me if I like their hair? Or do I want to point out that I don't like it is ugly? Yeah. Well, that's, that's and I don't big... like I don't know about other cultures. I can only speak about mine. That's how the people that I'm related to address each other. Yeah, there's a there's a very sexualized nature that I feel like that happens, and I don't think it's just in Caribbean culture. It's, it's almost like it's very subtle, but like also not subtle. You know, like, and I think that even happens in like the South. Like, I'm from South Florida. There's mm-hmm. everybody has a sexual story about some uh, that I know. This, mm-hmm. this is just like a prevalent thing, and I was just like, "What is up with that? Why is there always like this weird thing with sex? Like, first of all, why is why is there not a very clear line that, of course, yes, we do know that when you become a teenager, you have hormones. You know, teenagers start to look at each other. That if we were in another time. Uh, outside like in an ancient time that would mean that these people at this age uh, a teenager would likely be getting married and having children because they had a shorter lifespan we understand that this is not the same time people who make that argument they're like well that well it, it just depends on where you're at because you know some people have to get married young because we are not in that time anymore okay we have evolved from that time so because we have evolved from that time and it and and but we also have to keep in consideration the fact that while we evolved from that time we also have a history of being overly sexualized as black women within yeah. from slavery to now it's the same it's the same trajectory and what's made it worse is the fact that we have everything is monetized and tied to sex so you have uh, entertainer, I was talking earlier about like listening to Brandy and Monica and listen to Aaliyah. And uh, of course, you know, Aaliyah's backstory, which is really sad. But mm-hmm. aside from that, in terms of what was being presented by entertainers, what was being presented by entertainers were women who did not necessarily wear their sexualization, sex, sexuality on their, on their sleeves. And that's not a good thing or bad. I mean, you, know, you can look at it as good or bad, but let's take it for, let's just take it for a good part of it, which is you're teaching girls that they don't have to, or young women, that they don't have to ex- show all of their body parts in order for them to feel valued. That if even if you attract the finest man out there, that doesn't mean that he's going to be the finest man that's going to be with you until y'all are 103. Okay? Girl, I loved, I wish my kids were growing up watching shows and music in the 90s. Yes. Because now I feel like I sound like a dinosaur saying, wear that shirt, wear those jeans, wear those shorts, wear those, um, wear wear this, you look cute. Now it's kind of like I'm fighting the world because my children don't feel cute if they don't look like what they see. Or, um, you know, I feel like I'm about to be a whole investment 
I'm about to be a timeless piece by the time I'm like in my forties on some Claire Huxtable wardrobe because because most of the women my age or younger don't have antibodies and I'm gonna be the only one that did not go to the doctor and get something done and I'm gonna be able we'll be there we'll be there together girl because not with it I can't my thing is is this who is coming out with the BBL fashions because regular jeans and regular sizes are not going to fit most of the women that are going to be in their 40s and my thing is like where are you If you are looking for your fall sweaters and hoodies and you're trying to prep the closet or you're looking for long sleeve shirts or your new bus stop coffee mug, check out the Cozy Womb Shop for the podcast because I updated. You're welcome. Peace. Where are you shopping at? Where are you shopping at for your formal dresses? Where are you shopping at for... Um, uh, parent teachers meetings. What are you wearing? You know, what is it gonna care like, about what, about asking the question about what you're wearing? Sorry, I just want to add to that. Yeah, and uh, what are you gonna wear to your child's graduation when they're in high school? What are you gonna wear to your child's wedding with that body? Mm. You know what, what? What are you going to say? when you have your first when your uh, child has their first baby and you walk into the delivery room with one booty cheek hanging and the other one um, a little bit higher or having to get the surgery to have it corrected or or get things removed now you don't have anything there crazy it's gonna be crazy this people realize they're mutilized women don't realize that they're mutilating their bodies in order to be accepted in this time. And to your point, this is right now. Remember, before the booties, it was breasts. Breast augmentation, yeah. they made movies about it. It's a whole thing. And a lot of those women suffered with, uh, and have to get surgeries every, can you imagine having to get, first of all, a surgery every 10, 15 years to keep up maintenance of something that's foreign in your body, just so that you can keep up the validation that people that you need from people because nobody said to you that you don't really need to have anything on your body to validate you do you even have inner peace because if you don't got that it's gonna be pointless try to find it just try to find just try to get there it's okay to try to get there that and that's the thing like i think what i would like to do is be able to express how i feel about our society where we're going so we can actually value ourselves more and not look at it as a judgment because I would like to get more out of the people that I interact with or that I have to see than what I'm getting. I just want to get yeah. I, just, I want to be inspired. I want to feel like I'm learning about myself because I'm learning about you learning about yourself and you're confident in the person that you are, not because you're telling you telling me that the way that you're doing it is has to be a certain it, it's always about like vanity. I like I have lived in vanity for so long as an American. I don't want to do it anymore. It doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't help me with anything. It just makes me weak. It makes me an eat. It like it, I pay so much to my ego, and I'm just like I can't like ego. You, you're necessary sometimes, but other times you out here wilding. Get back in there.
You know what I mean? Like, the, I, I watched this. Uh, it's so funny. I watched this Michael T- Mike Tyson interview, and he was talking about people. And I often like to pin uh, point to Mike Tyson as being an example of somebody who has openly, honestly, really doing the work of working on himself from where he came mm-hmm. from, the type of life that he lived, not making any excuses, but that was definitely a broken person. He admits to being a broken person. Mm-hmm. And he recognizes himself that he was a part of the problem, that he's still a part of the problem, that he still mm-hmm. got work. And he still also <laughs> do sometimes not ratchet exactly like what he how he was, but sometimes you hear him. He gets he 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 gets back into his old self for a second. We all do that, mm-hmm. but there are just not being self aware enough to be able to say like, okay, I've done, I've fallen, I've fallen so many times by my own choices. I've made so mm-hmm. many mistakes by my own choices. At some point, if somebody is trying to give me another perspective. Then I have to, I don't have to, I don't have to accept it right away, but I do at least have to like hear it out and then decide, okay, you know, are you, how are you coming? Like, are you trying to help me? Or are you trying to hurt me? Like, it's okay to ask that question. It's okay to ask that question. Like, to be like, mm, let me try to figure out this person. I'm not really getting a full read. Let me try to get an understanding. Let me try to see the patterns of this person or whatever it is. There are people that are just unwilling to do that because to do that means you have to admit some kind of guilt, some kind of shame, some kind of something because you know that you're responsible to some degree. Just right. a little bit. Just a little tiny bit. And that is hard. It's hard. It's hard for people to admit that they are a person that's growing up and they're making mistakes. And we have a society that continues to just re, re, re uh, assure people that it's okay to keep being in that weakness, in that weakness. It's okay to keep being, because as long as I'm in it, I got somebody to be in it with. It's like a drug. It's like peer pressure. Yeah. It's like, ooh. Yeah. Um, oh, it's even, even um, with trying to teach, you know, my daughters that, um, even if you gain something physical or um, emotional or mental and you don't correct what's already now, you know, what, what you need to fix now, if you gain weight and you always wanted to gain weight, you're still not going to be happy. If you lost a lot of weight and you always wanted to lose weight, you're still not going to be happy. And people can always tell when you're still unhappy within yourself because you're still questioning outside mm-hmm. people something inside that you need to fix mm-hmm. and a lot of times when people who always wanted to lose weight for example lose weight once they lose weight it's kind of like that is their identity i was a bigger person that lost weight and now this is all I can talk about. They don't talk about what they like. They don't talk about what they're into. They don't talk about their family anymore. They don't talk about um, going, you know, on vacation to this state that I always wanted to go or this country that I always wanted to go. They talk about now I can fit this and now this is this. And now um, I always wanted to wear this. And now this was me then and this is me now. And I'm just like... You're still hiding within yourself. Yes. People still don't know who you are. People still yeah. don't know what else there is to you. And you have focused so hard on your outside identity of how the world sees you that you can't even see you. 
Yes. So when it comes to like um, sending your kids out into the world every day, make sure you remind them that they're not perfect. Nobody else that they're going to see today at school is perfect, not even the adults. And just be human today. Just just yeah. be kind today. Just be understanding today. If yeah. somebody says something to you that you don't like, you don't have to yell at them. You don't have to get mad and upset. And they don't have to agree with you. And once you tell people that, then the little mistakes that they make throughout the day are not a big deal, are not going to make them run home and come cut themselves or run home and eat everything in the refrigerator and then go in the the bathroom and vomit. Because that was a big thing when I was going to high school is uh, anorexia, bulimia, movies, movies and shows. Listen, that too. And I'm just like, there is nothing. Not a pack of Oreos (laughs) or a new pair of scissors that will ever make me feel like this is go-to time. Let's go. Yeah. And I just hope that everything that I do everything that I say and everything that I practice and me being an example to my kids is just like, oh, I don't remember a time when my mom um, did this before and then she was around these people and she acted this way and I, I didn't know her. Or when people called, I didn't hear my mom put on her phone voice um, mm. to mm. talk to people. Because yes. reality is... If somebody knew me in elementary school, if somebody knew me in middle school, if somebody knew me in college, and if somebody sees me now, they were like, oh, she has always dressed like this. She has always went to the left about certain things that she wants to talk about. She has always treated people like this. And I tell my kids all the time, there is no school that I went to where I couldn't sit at any cafeteria table with anybody. I made sure I could sit wherever I wanted in the cafeteria room and not be labeled a certain way or she with them only or she can only be over here with this clique or that made her this because she sat here or she talked to this person. I could talk to anybody in school. I didn't feel better than anybody in school. And that's how I am about a workplace. And that's how I am about complete strangers. Because you never know who you're standing by. You never know who you're sitting with. And you never know who's going to possibly feel like, oh, I want to do this to everybody, but not her because she never treated me a certain way or he never treated me a certain way. Yeah. No, you know what? I I was I I would say I was opposite. I was a recluse. I was like, I'm afraid of people. Y'all are dangerous. Mm. You guys are hurting people. Everybody's y'all are all hurtful people. You know, you're, you're fighting today. I can't. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I also became a person that was fighting people because it was like, if I did not, like, I literally was living like the gangs of New York at school. Like, it was, it was, why do I have to go to school and fight today? Why do I have to do this? Why can't I just have learned the sentence? I just wanted to learn the sentence. So now I got to, okay, so I got to meet you behind by the bus stop. Okay, so how long is it going to last for? Like, can you, I get some questions, some answers about the fight? <laughs> <laughs> it 
was I had, a, I had um I had a <laughs> high school biology teacher. I can't even think of his name. When I tell you this man was flaming but professional flame, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And he was so proper and professional about everything. And he would say, Chantal, after I after I answered something, he would say, Chantal, I like you. Get your things and you sit up here with us because the ones in the back, they're riffraff. They'll be here next year. <laughs> and that's how he would talk about the class. You know what I'm saying? Because he knew who was like on point and wanting to yes. learn. And he knew who was just like on the BS. And that's why I'm just like, some teachers be knowing and some yeah. teachers um, know how to separate the ones who are just in the room to be the clowns because that's how they get attention and they don't know no better. And they're afraid to be wrong. You know what I'm saying? So they'd rather be a clown. And when you notice that you are around people who want to be clowns, but that's not you. You better, you better be aware of where your seat needs to be. Yeah, you know, you you better be aware of who your people are. And it's not because, you know, I felt better than the people that were sitting in the back, but I knew I'm not trying to be in here next year. I'm not right. trying to take this. Class. Uh, I'm not trying to uh, be uh, affiliated with people who didn't want to do the work who didn't know what happened in class um i was terrified let me tell you i went through high school terrified at the last bell when you get a bell to go to your next period yes and that that third bell i was terrified of being in the hallway and i know people (laughs) infamously that perfect that purposely walked into class after the third bell and i'm just like damn you brave (laughs) let me tell you i was that person I was just like, damn, I got to be in this classroom with these people. It's going to be a fight today. God damn it. I don't want to be here today. <laughs> so, I said, and I had, I had a, a, a assistant principal girl. First of all, this is the assistant principal was a, a tall, dark-skinned man who I felt like he was... I, when I look back, I want to say he was trying to save me, but I didn't realize he was trying to save me because in my mind, I felt like it was harassment. Because every time <laughs> Oh, he, was no, he, he knew that you he knew that you needed oh, more care he, and he was he like ew he knew my routes because i was like how come you always seeing me i'm with jessica <laughs> with lauren because i stand like a sore black thumb that's why yeah. black man you're looking for me like it was and i was like how come these all these kids are fighting these white kids are fighting all the time sir why is it me that you're concerned about i don't want to be in this classroom today and he'd be like, yo, let me tell you, if I see you out in this hallway again, I'll put you in this. And if I, if you call my parents and tell my parents, I mean, whatever this is, detention, whatever, pink list, whatever, my parents want to hear shit. They're like, you got this? You did something. I'm like, damn, I did. But y'all don't understand. Every day, there's a potential for racism to go on. They, these white kids are saying things to me that I don't really want to deal with. And then also on top of that, they be fighting all the time. So now I got to be in here and be the big old black girl. I got to, what y'all going to say today? <laughs> I'm tall as I don't know. I don't know what. I'm at least five seven at this point. Okay, I'm going to school every day. Like I got to master my hallway. I got to master my my route. <laughs> That's just crazy out here. So I was one of those kids. Like, listen, 
with the stories, I can't wait to hear the stories that people say about me. They're like, yeah, you was about that life. I'm like, y'all, I was about that life because y'all was about that life. I had no choice. I'm going to play some of these messages. I ain't crying. <laughs> right. Um, I must be different than most melanated folks. Um, I got problems with people that oppress me and then trying to give me holidays to celebrate the oppression. Mm. Like, let me give you an example. June 19th, for instance. I'm just saying. I'd rather create my own celebrations than to have the people who supposedly oppress me give me a day to tell me, oh, you can celebrate, nigga. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I get that. I, I get that. I do, but I don't because... Black people didn't create those holidays. They were already, Juneteenth was being celebrated by Black people for a very long time. Like, it was just, it was, it's almost like it was a secret and then we all learned about it. And I say we all, I mean like other Black people. <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. So it's not something that, and I think that this is something we have to be careful about too, as especially for us in the community. We're in a place right now where we just want to, we don't want to be associated with anything. Some of us, it's a spectrum. Some black people don't want to be associated with anything that has to do with the history where white people have had their hand in it. And therefore we'll just discredit everything. And that mm -hmm. I think we have to be careful of and say, we could say, yes, you can say that for certain things, but for things that we, once you know the history of it, you understand that black people have, was the reason why Juneteenth has been what it is today while we're learning about it, which is important mm -hmm. because you can't say, you want us to be like, never forget when it comes down to the Holocaust and never forget when it comes down to the Japanese, whatever happens to Japanese, never forget all these other people, uh, groups who have been oppressed. But when it comes down to us, we're like, well, they could forget it because I don't want to deal with it. And I don't want to talk about it because it got white people associated with it. And we, it, like, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it just, you know, it's just, it's just, there has to be a level of respect for the people that came before us who actually did the work to make sure that people were aware that History is real. There's a Juneteenth for a reason because there were slaves. And that's how I look at it purely. I'm like, Juneteenth tells me about what? There was slavery? Okay, that's what I'm remembering. Y'all got me remembering. Thank <laughs> you. The laws are different over there. Does anybody really know why they locked her up? Oh, I keep saying. I want to make sure I use the right pronoun. Mm -hmm. Um, But we weren't all slaves. Not every black person was a slave. Yeah, a lot were, like millions of us. Like millions. Yeah. In the 20 million. First thing first, what's happening to the panel? How y'all feeling at night? The first thing they cutting up, gotta say, is if you just look in history, children have always been over sexualized mm. like seriously that's why you know i just laugh when i look at um just how much over sexualization of children there is the reason why i say i laugh at it is because kenan and kill is a show that i fuck with heavy well, on season two, I really felt like that they was trying to over-sexualize Keenan's little sister. So I just stopped watching it. And at the end of the day... I need to go back and watch that. Me I didn't too. Catch it. I didn't catch it, but Me he too. does make a point about 
how kids have always been over-sexualized because they were using a lot of children to do certain adult stuff. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, even Disney. Look, if you if you watch this, there's a whole. I don't know if they call it a stitch. I don't know if it's from TikTok or not. I think it is, but they Mm -hmm. talk about this in for Nickelodeon. Uh, not Nickelodeon, Disney. That one of the choreographers was having writing lines that was very like a subtle like it's you don't believe it until you see it and you're like oh oh ew okay i can't that's not a lie because i feel it and i see it and it's it's clear that there was some it's just it's a really sad situation over at disney in the program programs they were putting out there and the way that they were writing some of these children ariana grande a lot it's a it's a whole thing that i don't know what they're gonna do but what cartoon was super sexualized ren and stimpy yes i said oh my god i was watching this I was like, I was watching this. Another thing I want to say about cutting up his cadence. I know. (laughs) I would not be able to sit in the class with you as a professor. What? Mm. Hey, good evening, ladies. Um, where have you been all my life? Oh my gosh. A true leader has the confidence to stand alone. You both hit on so many different things in such a short span of um, me being in this room, I guess is what you call it. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Um, Let me just first say, keep doing what you're doing and you're not alone. I raised two daughters and um, had to fight against the world personally and still somewhat have to um, within my own right. And I'm 43. My information is public. And um, that's why, like, when I'm not at work, I'm rocking a ball cap and a a plain white tee and some shorts. I'm in Florida as well. Yes. Yes. Um, Thank Thank you you. for coming. Yes. My thing is... (sighs) Now... Now... That's a deep sigh. (laughs) Why? So look, when I tell you when she said we I had to fight the world, I instantly thought about yes. my I instantly thought about my children's vaginas. <laughs> I gotta be a whole bouncer and bodyguard. Girl, for my did, didn't I say earlier, mom warrior? Like this is the life we live, girl. Like it's there's but, not we're not playing. We don't have the time. The conversation that my children are gonna have to have in their twenties is just like, oh my god, you made it out your teens without getting pregnant. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. What? <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I was just telling them today, like, um, I don't even know why this came up. It was a puzzle conversation. I was like, let me just tell you this. I'm gonna give y'all five days per year in high school to be able to wake up and tell me that you just don't feel like dealing with school that day and you can stay home. Five days per year. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I'm giving you this is because my mom allowed me to have those days where I woke up and I was just like, Mm-mm, I can't do it today. And she was yeah. like, okay. And most of the times it was where I was on my cycle and I was just like, oh no, today's first day? Oh, hell no. Nah. I'm not going. Yeah. 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 But I feel like with girls, they need those days. Yes. Because if you think about how many women are in a workplace at a superior level that treat people like crap because of personal things that's happening with their body. Yes. I just want to make sure that I'm teaching my daughters that things are going to happen with your body that are going to affect your mood and you don't have to be a horrible person because you feel crappy. Yes. And you know what? And I think to add to that is that I feel like this is where I didn't particularly talk to my children about gender roles or or their sexuality and any of that. I left it up to them when they wanted to have that conversation beyond me teaching them about what their vagina and penises and testicles mm-hmm. and chests with nipples are on it and a butt. Like, you know, these are parts that people can make be inappropriate. Like I, we taught them about that. But aside mm-hmm. from one thing that we didn't talk about is what's happening right now. We don't talk about, just started talking a little bit more about uh, gender roles if it's come up. And the reason why I'm I'm comfortable talking about it is because I want my children to know that it's important for you to respect people for who they are, but it's also important for you to hold your stance that you, you being, especially for my girls, being a girl and uh, transitioning from a girl to a woman, it is just like Macy Grace said, it is a whole thing. It is not like, mm-hmm. Someone cannot come and diminish diminish you or tell you something about being who you are. You're not you're not trying to have a discussion about it. You're just being a girl or a tween girl or a, a teenage girl or whatever. And someone does not have the right to come and tell you that you are something else because they are processing through how they want to be seen in society. I will not allow my children to feel like they cannot have those conversations, a discussion with someone who's trying to tell them that they are less of a, they're not valued as a girl, they're not valued as a woman, that they're specifically only valued as a woman. Their value becomes less once they're being attacked for trying to assert themselves as just being a girl or being a woman. Right. I'm talking about the terms, just like I'm a woman. Oh, no, you're not a woman. You're a cisgender woman. You're listen, listen, y'all don't have to have that battle when you're in something in the streets. If you're on the bus, if you're in <laughs> a classroom, if you're in, a, you don't have to have that battle. You could you could just yeah. walk away. You know why? Because the truth is the truth, no matter what about who you are in terms of your journey of being a girl that is also a woman. And so what I'm trying to be very careful about with my children, especially my daughters, especially since this is what we're facing now about men who are, if they want to, nobody's mad at that. You can do whatever you want to do in your life. Men who are putting on mannerisms of women, whether that's getting their nails done, wearing makeup, wearing, you know, booty shorts and whatever. And I'm talking about Saucy Santana as an example, because that's the best image I can give y'all. And so when it comes down to a situation like that and seeing those type of examples, while I'm now also trying to address women 
who have not learned how to value themselves more than their bodies, like the example you gave about losing your weight and then all you're doing is focusing on what your body looks like, that does mm -hmm. not teach the person how to value themselves, their character, their purpose of being here. And with that being said, I'm not going to put my children in a situation where they have to have that conversation to validate themselves. My child's here to learn. They got an education they need to complete without interruption. Mm -hmm. Just like you want to come to school and get an education to complete without interruption, aside from having to have this conversation about your gender roles. It's a conversation that only should be had if a person wants to have that conversation with someone, not for them to involve everybody into that conversation. Because there's so many conversations we need to be having this with, par with as parents. Mm -hmm. The, the uh, um, uh, protecting yourself during sex. Oh, COVID's here. So how do you protect yourself in situations where you don't want to, your child to get COVID? There's so many things. So to add this to the conversation to say that this is a requirement, and if you don't do that, then you are less than, and then we get to target you and uh, belittle you and uh, throw insults at you and diminish your girlhood into womanhood because you are not allowing me to play in your field. It's not okay. When you get a chance, check out lulu.com for any podcasting books that might help you. Maybe the podcasting book for questions, maybe the podcasting book for, you know, organizing your thoughts, and maybe the podcasting book for marketing. All right, back to the show. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. And I've been trying to figure out how to say it. So it's not disrespectful because that's, that's not the goal. The goal is I'm being a warrior mom. I have to allow my children to know that they have to walk away from certain conversations, but they don't have to sit there and take it. And people need to be aware of how their children are talking to other people who are trying to um, defend uh, any type of uh, bad character from somebody who's in the LGBTQIA community. Don't defend it. Bad character is bad character no matter where it's been done. Okay? Yeah. And so if we don't get clear about that and address people who are out there being uh, nasty because they're trying to, uh, you know, validate or, or make some kind of vengeance because they're hurt about something that has nothing to do with any kind of conversation you're having with them, but simply because you would not say, yes, you are right, I'm cisgender, I'm, bi I'm a biological uh, girl or woman. You won't say that that means that they're, you're at war with them. And it's that silly stupidness that I'm like, we, I, my child don't have time for this. She got education again. Okay, <laughs> like she don't have time. Okay, Back. and it's not against you. It's just we don't have the time. Yeah, and that's it. And at the end of the day, cutting up, you know, just stop watching <laughs> it, and that was it. Now, Kenan and Kel, like I said, I fuck with that show hella heavy. Like when I seen, like heavy. they was personally speaking they was doing a damnness to um put Keen and little sister and kill together but I know it didn't happen but I thought that was something but yet my favorite cartoon to watch is Family Guy and I have lost count of how many episodes they had Stewie doing some nasty shit. Hell, <laughs> Stewie and Brian was in a restaurant oh. and guys was walking past the table because they knew Stewie.
just oh I just you know what he's right though there has been many dynamics on TV and shows that you just makes you uncomfortable and you're like why is this written in here like this like just because you make it a cartoonish like type of aesthetic does not mean that my child should be watching these things and at the same time it's put on a certain hour where children shouldn't be watching these things but at the same time it's also wrong it's just a, a spiral that we're in now I can get the next message here like I just oh my god boys oh, oh no I'm not ready I'm not ready okay let's, let's do it oh boy oh now let some shit like that happen <laughs> on the boondocks. Do you know how fast the boondocks would have got cancelled if Huey or Riley would have went somewhere, yet grown ass men would have knew their name? Do you know how cancelled that show would have got? Shit, that show where Riley was dressing like a gangster, even though damn near everything he put on was gay as fuck. That was one of the episodes that was flagged. And the reason it was flagged, personally speaking, I feel like that episode was predicting the future. It started with Gangstalicious looking fruity as fuck, and then Young Thug came. I mean, that did happen in that sequence with the whole Young Thug thing. But here's my thing about it. That that doesn't bother me. That I honestly, I feel like with some of the programming where it comes down to more gay, like uh, the LGBTQIA stories, I do Mm. feel like those stories are necessary. These are people, as I said, these uh, people, they're different from me, but they still are human beings. They exist. They're here. They're already included in life. We cannot mm-hmm. exclude them just because we don't understand what their life is like. Because again, it goes back to the title of sexualization. We're not looking at these people as just human beings who are just having a human being experience where love is going to be a part of that process. So for me, I don't see it as like an agenda in that sense. Then I see it as an agenda when it comes down to when there's lies that are being perpetrated, uh, perpetuated, but we can't have a uh, a honest conversation about those lies just to make it clear for everybody when it comes down to like the gender roles and things like that. But for the, the LGBTQI community, I do feel like I don't necessarily I don't necessarily feel like that there is an agenda to make people gay. I think it's maybe a whole layer of different. There's a whole nother conversation to, to really be had, to be honest with you. But yeah. yeah. Which I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but that's it. Does I just feel like more people who live who have who have lived away are getting more light. So now that more people who have lived a certain way in mm-hmm. behind closed doors, because that was something that they felt like they had to a way that they had to live behind closed doors or get more light. More right. people who are living that way feel comfortable to be out more. Right. Feel comfortable to create more content that shows this more because now, oh, they got outside? Okay, let's go outside too because right. we are 
them and it's safe for us to come outside. And I think it's more that. And yes. so people who haven't seen or been exposed or experienced being around people who live a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way, are just like, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to do something to you. It's not going to do anything to you. Right. Unless you, unless maybe you've been, you know, resisting being authentic to yourself, you know, Listen, then it might, you know, that might be a whole other thing. Are you seeing yourself? Are you seeing a mirror image or something? Do you want to talk? Yes. <laughs> like, what's yes, the problem? Yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. I feel about it. The looking glass. Oh my goodness. The fact that you're speaking on this topic is something. Um, my daughter, she makes wigs and she do hair. And she said one of her clients came in with her seven-year-old requesting to put 21 inches or 22 inches of hair <gasps> in her child hair for her birthday. And my daughter told her, no, she doesn't do children hair. And, you know, she don't feel comfortable with doing that. And the young lady went off. Needless to say, she, my daughter also said that this seven-year-old had a crop top on, like the jogging pants that go up to the... Um, like um to the waist but her stomach was out and exposed or whatever and i mean i had so many things in my mind but i couldn't say it the fact that you're speaking on this is just wow oh my god let me my say stomach, uh, my stomach dropped oh lord i talked i talked a little bit about um oh, the fact that i allow my daughters sometimes to have their toes painted in a salon, right? But mm -hmm. I do not allow them to get their fingers painted because I feel like there's too many people outside in society sexualizing little kids, like adults, to where mm -hmm. I'm not going to help you get your rocks off. Mm -hmm. And while I'm in the nail shop, there is usually a lot of little girls who are 8, 11, 13. Oh, I need a fill-in. Oh, I'm here for a full set. Or they have nails on already. And they over there getting one hand done, trying to text with their knuckles. And I'm just like... I didn't get a full set of nails until I was like 24, 25. And my mom has never taken me to a nail salon as a little girl to get no fake nails put on or no, I didn't even know what a fill-in was until two years ago. And, and, and it's very irresponsible to be a mother and have your children parading around in society like grown women and then get upset when people are out of pocket on their approach or how they treat your children. Mm. It is very inappropriate for you to have a teenage boy who is in your home without a father and tell him he the man of the house. But then when you come home from working on and you got to cook, you got to knock on his room door, and he got a girl sitting on his bed eating chips while he played video games. 
the fact that he felt comfortable to bring a girl into your home while you're not home and be in a in a room that you pay for and lock the door and don't think like the appropriate thing for me to do when my mom comes home is to make sure you are in the living room and possibly ask before I let you walk in her home to be here. Stop setting your children up to be disrespectful to themselves and then turn and ask for their respect. Yes. Yes. Make it make sense. I'm just like, what? Girl, I don't understand how it is that these conversations aren't being had more often because I know there are more of um, like-minded individuals who are out there, but this is the first time I've ever even actually come across this type of conversation. But then again, I'm not on here um, very much, but needless to say, um, y'all are rocking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Emma, Chen, can you hear me clearly? Yes. Oh, okay. It's, it sounds like the, the app is glitching or something. So I don't know if I heard everything. I mean, I heard, but I didn't know. It was like, you know, that weird shit. Sorry. <laughs> Girl, I was at the beginning. I was too busy laughing at cutting up. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, this voice. If I had to give any type of feedback, the only thing that I would suggest is perhaps maybe checking the messages a little bit more often. Oh. I'm just saying, it's much love. Thank you. Yes. You know what it is sometimes, especially when I talk to you? I can find breaks in thoughts with Greg. But when you and I speak, yeah. I cannot find breaks in the conversation to be like, okay, let's play messages. Because I don't want you to lo- lose your good thought. Yeah. And I don't want to lose my good thought on yes. what you just said. So... Um, I would apologize to the audience if you are leaving a message, if I don't get to it. That is why I don't get to it. Because when when I talk to E-Ruth, I have to have me a post-it note and a pen. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> because I'm taking notes myself, child. <laughs> it's a, it's a I, lot have to, of I will forget. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of points being made. And I will forget yeah. by the time she finishes talking on what I was going to say. And then on top of that, find a place in what's being said to take breaks and play messages. So I'm trying. I will. So um, It's worth noting on this, too, is like this. Okay, so I wish that this one thing I hope that that uh, that the app will add is that mm-hmm. and I know there's an option for you to like not receive any comments at all. And I, and I don't want to do that. I do want mm-hmm. people to be able to make comments because it does add to the conversation. But there are some talks where we have a lot to cover. And we, Shannon and I, we don't get a chance, at least as of late. Like, we don't, we, I've been tr- trying to get my life in order. So I'm not here. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I'm in. So, so to be honest, sometimes the phone is down and I'm not even looking at it. I'm just talking. <laughs> my hands all over here and all over there so it's it's it, it's it's a conversation because we really do care about this conversation really do care about what's being said and also mm-hmm. it definitely is important to play the messages definitely hear that but I, I remember when we got into the conversation to begin with it was we were gonna we were going to be able to say everything we wanted to say and we mm-hmm. and I, actually what I hope in the future for any conversations that you and I do have 
that I hope that people who are listening to us, who have listened to us long enough to understand that we are really trying to be a part of, like really into this conversation and that mm-hmm. if people can be patient, and I'm not saying that I don't want people to, you know, to, to wait for forever because they have on stuff on their mind too. But, mm-hmm. you know, if it's one of them shows where you're taking notes, I'm taking notes, our audience, but people that are, you know, offering commentation, uh, commentary also might want to take some notes too. Um, and also just be prepared that there might be a little bit of a wait just because we really are in the the meat and potatoes of really yeah. digging into this conversation. And it, it just has to be had for us. We're very passionate about it. And that's part of what you're hearing, too, is that we're just passionate <laughs> about it. So that's <laughs> what it is. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, but, you know, actually, it's not the mother's fault that the kids being like this. There's a lot of influence in a lot of psychological change that happened to the kids' brain these days, that the parents alone, oh God, they can't control it. It's like too much right now. The influence of social media alone, and that's just a small factor of how this new world is molding the kids' mind. That's one of the main players in molding the minds of the modern generation. Social media is powerful. Mm. And the, the media overall, but social media, it's where it's compiled personally for each person. So it's crazy. And that's where most of the influence comes from. Yeah. Mm. Well, they have ad- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know, they have ads now where they're, um, at least I think it's on YouTube so far that I've been seeing them, where they're Mm -hmm. uh, telling parents, like, your child is watching social media and it's it's depressing your children. It's causing your children to have low self-esteem. And even though you're teaching them and trying to guide them, they have this other plat- these other platforms where they're receiving a whole other different kind of message. And that's the world that they operate in. <clears throat> so they have asked for that now. Like, it's crazy. That's how you know it's real. But at the same time, if you think about for us, remember we had AOL, we had Yahoo Messenger. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. I, if there was a term Yahoo Messenger thoughty, I was probably <laughs> Yahoo Messenger. Listen, but the crazy <laughs> part is when we wanted to get on that, our parents knew because you heard, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Like, no, yes. turn the computer off, turn it all the way off. Thank you. <laughs> but I knew my limitations, even when I was talking to other, you know, other guys, other, like I knew my limitations. If I knew if I ended up talking to somebody who, got, who was older, who revealed they're older, I was like, oh, we, oh, we can't be, bye. And that was it. Like I knew because my parents had, had, even though they weren't talking to me about being on the internet and being in chat rooms and all this stuff, they still mm-hmm. taught me how to have a certain type of level of, res- of responsibility for myself 
in what I'm interacting with other people to have a standard for myself. So yeah. yeah Social media does play a role, but also yet parenting plays, I, I think, an even greater role. We have far more control than we are giving ourselves credit. Yeah, we do. Um, I just recently, with the girls starting school, made their iPads only be available to them on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm, that's awesome. Because there is a... Um, <clears throat> There is a mental shift that happens when people scroll through with their fingers and their brain intakes information, whether it's Instagram. That's why they created a scroll through option where you can scroll through videos or pages, right? Mm -hmm. That's why TikTok is very addicting because you're just scrolling and that motion continuously and seeing new information, <clears throat> it gets like to be very addicting. But for my kids, it's not even, they're not on TikTok. The only time they see TikTok is on my phone if I'm watching it, right? Yeah. Uh, but they have access to these games and kid YouTube and these worlds and simulations. Like, Anya yeah. loves simulations. And yeah. she loves to <clears throat> sit on YouTube on the computer and watch this girl that's in her 20s talk about different stuff that's funny. Mm. or she'll learn like new facts and I like the fact that she learned new facts about different things that I can't tell her about right. but at the same time if she spends four hours on a YouTube page that tells that continuously shows her people doing things that she wants to do that don't look like her by default she's gonna feel like she needs to look similar or she needs to do something that they're doing because she doesn't see her on it and that's the monitoring and the breaks and the pouring in that like parents are responsible for doing because mm -hmm. if you don't pour in on where they're missing out they'll start to fill them holes in with things they don't need yep so yeah that's um don't I, I'm not scared to be a villain. Yes. Yes. A, a villain for the right reasons. Not yeah. a villain like I'm a horrible mom, but like a villain because you've been you've been watching this for eight hours. You know, there's a timer that you can put on the iPads. There's a password you could put in. There's a limit you could put on it. Uh if they don't want to give you the iPads, take the chargers. If it dies, it dies. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's very simple. Like parenting is not hard. You just gotta be willing to not be liked yes. all the time. Yep. Yep. But it is two twenty one AM. I know. We I, do this um, every time. I'm, listen, you I'm gonna play I was like, we're gonna be here for an hour. I'm I'm not do like let's we could do like an hour. Girl, who it's me <laughs> and you. We are never talking for just an hour. I'm gonna play. I know the rest of cutting it up and then we could close it out yes okay and i heard one of the beautiful queens on the panel make mention about how they feel like they, they have been over sexualized now first and foremost i want to apologize that life has made you feel like it has over sexualized you i would just very openly say that whatever it is that you got, God blessed you with.
Now, I also would like to say, I respect the fact that you have morals. But, let's be honest, it's a lot of butterhead ass bitches out here that do a hell of a lot more than praying when they get down on their goddamn knees. I don't know where we, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm the type of person that likes to go on a journey on an adventure. And you took me on an adventure. <laughs> and I've never, did we crash at the end there? <laughs> I just, I did not put on my seatbelt. Wait, we got one more. It's funny that you brought Aaliyah up. The reason why I say it's funny, Aaliyah, God rest her soul, is the same woman that falsified a marriage certificate that way her and R. Kelly could get married. Now, R. Kelly been pissing on females all through the years. And she is on an interview with that fool when she was like 14 or 15 and that grown bastard um, was smiling talking about how um, they were, they had a very special relationship. Sick fuck. But anyway. Right. Aaliyah ended up hating that fool. It was said on her last interview. Don't ask about Reginald. <laughs> the Roberts. that I have a very dry humor that sometimes bears on the side of should I be laughing at that or not but I can't stop myself <laughs> and it was tapped into because let me tell you I was listening to Aaliyah's last album they released the I Care For You album finally yeah. and some of the songs on there I'm like Robert? <laughs> Robert is this Robert? Is she is she singing about Robert? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's it. But when he said that she was a woman, she was not a woman. She was a child, and maybe right. in another in another time. But she was a child, and I think that you know, I don't know what happened in whole the long term situation, but that was that was a really sad situation. Just thinking about you know, just it's a sad it's a sad situation because it it's a thing that affects black girls and black women for so long in our communities, and nobody's mm -hmm. protecting us. And we keep putting right. the blame on girls, like on black girls and black women who some black women do share some of the blame because they, you know, we're do let's just say this as we get ready to close out. Like we are getting the help. Like you said, we, that we need to get the help. We need to get the therapy. We're getting that help. We're getting that therapy. So mm -hmm. I, I have some grace to give to people that were a generation ahead me, ahead of me who are still making excuses for it, who still are seeing it as like, well, you know, it, it, the girls have to take responsibility for it without saying, like, how do we get here? Or, or asking the questions, how do we get here? Who, 
was responsible for and then how can we get better from here we are doing the better part of which is healing going to get therapy so we can teach our daughters what they didn't know before or what our village what was supposed to be a village was supposed to be elevating and getting stronger and healing to do for us so that we didn't have to live in that generation so we are trying to do that it's 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 a it's a it's work it's work like these conversations are a part of that we need to be honest about everything now because we just don't we don't have the luxury of losing a whole generation to the same foolishness that's been going on for so long and that's why i ended that but that you know that's it's a fun it was funny for sure but it's also oh. like it was funny because of the things that were underneath it like oh i can't get away from that but it's funny but damn that's true Ooh, you know what i mean yeah. so all right that was that was my, my well y'all <clears throat> i'm brianna thank you larisha thank you everybody that wasn't here that's not in here but wasn't yeah. here i appreciate i appreciate all the comments and the point of view um I'm just happy to see that there's other people that feel like things need to be talked about and are being talked about with their kids. But at the same time, I understand all perspectives, even though I don't agree with all perspectives. Um, This is a good show, Eruth, as as expected. Um, It will be up and available Monday, even though on Cozy Room Podcast because it's more parenting ish. I'm gonna have to put explicit. Yeah. I was but uh, <laughs> you know, season season seventeen doesn't start till the fifteenth, but I'll put this up as a two part um for a Monday and Friday. Okay. But it was good. I feel like yeah. um if parents aren't doing some of the things that we talked about, they'll start. If they hear it, um, and it's just a lot of work, yeah. and it's not oh, I should have had a boy so it could be less work. It's work on both sides. Yeah. Okay, and even with boys, I think the bulk of the frustration sometimes could be you wanting to raise a open um, son that communicates, and the world is telling your son at the same time, oh, it ain't manly to talk to your mama about your feelings or, you know, you don't need to be upset about that or, you know, real men don't show emotion. We don't, we don't, what? What? Because I see a lot of grown men claiming to be alphas crying on the internet. Mm. Mm. Okay, so let's stop acting like grown men don't have feelings and grown men aren't out here um telling other men what they need to do to be men in order to get a woman but you out here dating yourself and ain't nothing wrong with dating yourself but just be honest yeah you dating yourself because the woman that you feel like you deserve was born in 1950 and they ain't around no more Mm. okay um so it's a lot it's a lot to be said it's a lot that could be talked about still but we ain't doing no six hour show okay no if we do another show in the future it will be here on stereo um i will let you guys know if we're doing another one in the future but i appreciate all the shows we do 
Yes, yes. Here, here, all the time. Because I get to be me, and I appreciate you being you. Yes. Without me, just, just, I love it. That's, I'll, I always will appreciate you. Yes. Okay. Are you happy we are now? out. Good morning. Enjoy your Sunday. Yes. Um, when you start crying at 5 p.m. because you got work <laughs> on Monday, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Oh, why are you making me think about that? All right. Hey, okay. I'm going to go to sleep and be all right. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Good morning. <laughs>